This special episode of The Hammer is brought to you by Huntsman Building Solutions. Huntsman Building Solutions is a global leader in the manufacture and supply of open cell and closed cell spray polyurethane foam insulation and coatings. Formed in May 2020 through the combination of Demolac and Isonine Lapala SPF businesses, Huntsman Building Solutions is a business unit of Huntsman Corporation and has a combined heritage of more than 110 years. Through the application of innovative technology and advanced science, Huntsman Building Solutions focuses on meeting market demands for more energy-efficient products and serves a range of industries, including residential, commercial, industrial, institutional, and agricultural. For more information, visit HuntsmanBuildingSolutions.com. Welcome to The Hammer, where we hit the nail on the head with insights from the world of Canadian renovation and custom home contracting. Now here's your host, the editor of Canadian Contractor Magazine, Patrick Flannery. I am here with Michael Malouf. He is a senior representative for the Sustainable Building Science Department at Huntsman Building Solutions. Michael, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's, it's great to have you back with us. Uh, great to be here. Out, yeah, get, we're going to get some, uh, get some uh, technical knowledge here, get a little... Uh, Get a little information that uh, everybody should know. Um, and uh, the topic today is going to be uh, unvented roof assemblies. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll confess that as a, a person who is not a roofer and doesn't know that much about roofing, that sounds, that sounds scary. Uh, so you better tell us to start out, what, uh, what are we talking about when we talk about uh, unvented roof assemblies uh, and how do they work? Yeah, so... Um... Traditionally, roofs, uh, you know, we have vented attics or vented roof assemblies with air intake and air exhaust uh, vents, right, to prevent heat and moisture buildup uh, that can be that, that can happen when we are insulating using traditional fiberglass and poly assemblies. So, um, you know, th these traditional fiberglass and poly assemblies, they often uh, let warm and moist air in uh, into the attic or the roof assembly because they're not they don't provide this continuous uh, insulation air and vapor sealing therefore since we have the potential for uh, moisture accumulation we need to evacuate that moisture and this is where uh, ventilation becomes necessary is to evacuate the excess moisture as we know um, then we have uh, the invented assemblies or the invented attics or roof assemblies. What they do is that they remove the need for ventilation by completely sealing the roof or the attic. Uh, for example, if we use a closed cell spray foam, um, we can either apply it directly on the attic floor or install it, apply it directly on the roof slope uh, underneath the, the, the roof sheeting uh, to create this unvented or conditioned attic or roof. Um, what happens is that we bring the attic uh, into the conditioned space of the house. You know, it the attic becomes at the same temperature of the living spaces and it creates a new inhabitable, inhabitable space. So because the attic becomes conditioned, uh, we can use this new space uh, as an extra gym, an extra bedroom, an extra office, uh, and therefore um, increase the resale value of the home. So that's one of the advantages of uh, invented um, roof assemblies. And it's made possible with, uh, you know, insulation such as spray foam, which uh, has intrinsic uh, air and moisture sealing properties. It expands 
30 times its initial volume to completely seal all joints, all gaps, all, um, all, all, all junctions, uh, and provide, as I said, this perfect sealing. And uh, this is good, uh, you know, with home renovations that are on the rise during this pandemic because people are looking to increase uh, the, the the living space of their homes. So if we can find a way to 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 uh, you know to have an unvented attic that becomes conditioned and increase uh, our living space, this is um, you know this is a great thing, and people are looking to do that. Now, is it enough, Michael, to just use the spray foam insulation? Uh, and, and its ceiling properties uh, there, or are there other structural changes you need to make to your roof design uh, in order to have this work? Yeah, if you, if you want to, uh, you know, uh, increase the living space and, you know, use the attic uh, as, uh, as a, an office or a gym or a bedroom, you know, you might need to have an evaluation for uh, the structure of the house, of course. But uh, this is definitely uh, uh, possible, but uh, it's necessary. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, okay. Um, what if, uh, is, is this still useful even if you aren't particularly thinking of using the attic as living space? If you're, like, is it is it a good idea just for a regular attic? It is. It is a good idea because it increases the durability uh, of um of uh, the, the, the attic or the roof assembly. It eliminates problems related to condensation. It eliminates problems related to um, uh, insufficient ventilation, which are often, uh, yep. often uh, very common using vented assemblies. It eliminates problems related to uh, water infiltration and, and so on and so on. So there are definitely uh, durability um, and, and energy efficiency advantages to unvented roofs not only uh, uh, to increase the living space. Hmm. Okay, so is this, uh, this co-compliant? Is this envisioned in the, uh, in, in the codes that are out there, Michael? Yes, it's definitely co-compliant. Uh, this is a question we often uh, receive. Uh, the intent of attic space ventilation is to remove, as I said, the unwanted moisture. However, uh, the appendix to section 9.19.1 of the 2015 National Building Code mentions that for roof assemblies that can demonstrate that they are uh, enough or properly sealed to prevent excess moisture, we don't need ventilation. We can, we can omit ventilation if we can demonstrate that there's not going to be excess moisture accumulation in uh, the roof assembly. And this is exactly what happens with spray foam, as I said, with its intrinsic uh, um, and continuous thermal insulation, air and uh, moisture sealing. Huh. So, however, to achieve, uh, you know, the, the sealing uh, of the roof, of course, the foam is going to expand, but there's some things that the contractor needs to do. For example, all wood to wood junctions need to be sealed. Uh, for example, if we have uh, skylights uh, where we have you know, two pieces of wood that are installed back to back, spray foam is not gonna seal uh, this space. So we just need to add another uh, ceiling. For example, acoustic ceiling just to prevent air leakage through these junctions. If we have uh, also, um, uh, um, how do we say this, uh, the, the doubled uh, rafters, again, wood to wood junctions need to be sealed. Um, another thing also is that um, uh, we need to make sure that spray foam uh, is continuous from the roof assembly all the way down to the top plate of the wall. 
So we continue to spray foam from the roof to the top plate of the wall just to seal the junction between these two uh, systems to make sure that there's no air, moist and warm air that leaks in the attic through uh, the wall's uh, cavity. Um, another thing we need to make sure also is that the moisture content in the wood is, uh, as required by building code, mm -hmm. should not uh, be more than 19%. So we spray only on dry wood. Um, so if we do all these, uh, uh, you know, little things that we need to think about using spray foam, we can perfectly seal a roof assembly and therefore be code compliant by uh, making sure that there's no more um, air leakage from the conditioned space of a building and the unconditioned space uh, outside the building. For example, if we have an attic, there's no more air leakage between the living space and the attic. Uh, if we have a, a cathedral roof, there's no more air leakage between uh, uh, the, the living space and the outside. So what happens is that there's no more uh, cold surface on which warm and moist air can condensate. And this is the importance of ceiling. And if we don't have any more uh, potential for condensation, we don't need ventilation because the sole purpose of ventilation is to remove that excess condensation. Right. Now, and, is uh, this... Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It, now, now is, this, is this something that you would recommend for really any build or are, or are, there, are there considerations on, on when to take this approach and when not to take this approach? Yeah, it, it is possible with any build for sure. There are uh, uh, types of roofs that are more uh, complex, more difficult to achieve a perfect ceiling and a continuous air and moisture uh, barrier uh, using traditional um, vented uh, assemblies. Uh, for example, um, you know, uh, uh, modern, new, and complex designs, you know, where we want to achieve this slick uh, designs with houses without overhangs, houses that have flat roofs, where, well, in that case, it leads us to the question, where is the, how are we going to achieve this ventilation? Uh, it's, it's often difficult to accomplish, and it creates problems. For example, if we don't have any overhang, is the air intake, uh, is, gonna, is it going to be an opening on the roof line? Or is it going to be an opening on the upper portion of the exterior wall? This can be difficult, it can be expensive to accomplish, and it can simply be non-aesthetic. So for people who have this, uh, as I said, this new and complex, modern, slick design, uh, uh, it can be complex and difficult to achieve, uh, uh, to achieve these designs with uh, ventilation. Um, and also, uh, another thing is that, uh, you know, just the complexity of roof slopes, when you have different slopes, when you have different uh, uh, changes in angles, um, it can be uh, difficult to achieve a continuous airspace. The code requires a two and a half inch airspace for ventilation throughout the roof uh, assembly above the insulation. And when you have changes in slopes, changes in angles, uh, when you have, um, you know, uh, uh, Again, uh, skylights that come and break this uh, continuous airspace, air could be trapped. The moist and warm air could be trapped, and you could end up creating more problems than you know than, than solving them. And in this case, you know, in complex roofs, uh, we definitely recommend, uh, uh, and, and that's why we see more and more unvented attics because they solve these problems for complex roofs. Um, also for old buildings, you know, when we have old buildings uh, retrofits, 
where often the roof rafters are gonna, uh, you know, they're, they're leaning directly on the wall structure, leaving no or very little space for ventilation. Uh, in these cases, we very, very often see uh, unvented roofs because, you know, ventilation, if you try to ventilate this kind of building, you're gonna create more problems than if you don't, don't do anything. Um, so so uh, in these cases, we, we recommend and we often see uh, unvented roofs. Yeah, so really great in in in, in sort of two uh, ways. There, uh, you know, the newer, more complicated, more creative uh, roof designs that I think a lot of builders are going with these days. And then, and then, yeah, if you had a, a, a renovation, there's change in levels, uh, there's changes in, uh, in 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 the angle of things. Um, yeah, it 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 could uh, it could offer some benefit there for sure. So really, as the as the roof gets more complicated and the challenge gets more uh, complicated. This is a this is an approach that uh, that maybe lends itself to that. Would that be right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and to go back to what you said earlier about uh, the code compliance, it's not just about. Of course, it is code compliant. As I as I said, you know, Article nine point nineteen point point one point uh, of the two thousand fifteen National Building Code allows it, but it's more than code compliance. Uh, studies have repeatedly confirmed that vents are not required if we have enough and uh, an enough airtight seal and moisture accumulation is controlled. If you control moisture accumulation, if you keep your indoor uh, relative humidity levels uh, normal, you know, not uh, you, you don't go up to 50, 60 percent of indoor uh, humidity levels you won't have any problems of moisture accumulation if you provide an airtight seal of your whole roof assembly. So installing uh, installing closed cell spray foam insulation can create unvented attics in all climate zones, and it's very performing. So it's not only code compliant, but it's also very uh, performing. And it's been proved by studies that ventilation has, you know, the presence or the absence of ventilation has minimal effect on the roof's temperature. Uh, the studies demonstrated that, for example, the, the the University of Waterloo in Ontario, they created they they, they performed a one-year study that demonstrated that both vented and unvented closed-cell spray foam assemblies exhibited stable data with little cause for concern, and that the color of the shingles, you know, the dark shingles uh, absorb heat from the sun more than light-colored shingles. The color of the shingles affects the temperature more than the presence or absence of ventilation if we have a perfect airtight ceiling of the the attic or the roof assembly so it's definitely performing and um, not only that but then if we talk about shingle life we often uh, you know less and less but we've often received questions about hey does uh, you know insulating spray foam directly on the underside of the roof sheeting uh, to create an unvented attic, does it uh, diminish the shingle life? Well, the answer is again, no, it does not. And several studies have showed it uh, again and again. Um, for example, the Professional Roofing Magazine have published a study in the early 2000s that uh, showed that concluded that it's unlikely that the service life of shingles uh, is extended by the use of attic ventilation, and that again, the collar played more of a significant role in uh, their life uh, and their lifespan. And finally, mm -hmm. uh, the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, uh, again, in the early 2000s, published a guidance to inform the homeowners uh, uh, about the fact that a well-sealed ceiling um, and the maintenance of indoor, uh, lower indoor uh, humidity levels 
uh, are the two key influencers of uh, roof assemblies durability. And uh, they concluded in, the, in their guidance that unvented attic designs are, uh, have good in-service track record and that they, that they deserve a more, uh, um, a more widespread and explicit treatment in Canadian building codes as a viable uh, design option. And since then, what happens is that we've seen unvented roof assemblies uh, soar in popularity uh, across the country. Yeah, that was going to be my question was that was was the heat buildup. But uh, I suppose, uh, you know, I, I suppose that 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 wouldn't necessarily happen if you didn't have a lot of a lot of air exchange. Uh, anyways, uh, it's going to be more or less at the temperature of the of the of the rest of the house. Right. Exactly. It's at the same temperature as the rest of the house. There's not going to be heat buildup. Um, I didn't mention it, but uh, the, the first study that I uh, um from the professional roofing magazine uh, demonstrated that um, the, the, the difference in roof temperature between an, a vented and an unvented attic was less than 2%. Mm. Therefore, the, 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 the shingles color has more uh, effect on the temperature than the presence or absence of ventilation. So it's, it's, uh, the, the difference is insignificant, uh, contrary to what we, we might think. Okay, good. Um, you touched on the popularity, uh, Michael. Do you do you have a sense of uh, how often uh, how often unvented assemblies are being used now? Yeah, very very often. Uh, um, you know, w whenever somebody uh, is uh, has again a, a complex roof, a modern roof, a flat roof, uh, they don't want any overhangs. Uh, they have different sh shapes, different slopes. They have uh, th they're not sure how to how to create and how to maintain that uh, ventilation space throughout uh, their, uh, their roof assembly without creating any problems, they, they use the invented attics or the invented roof assemblies. Uh, it's very, very common. Uh, I would say I get more uh, questions for help on how to build unvented attics and roof assemblies than I get questions on vented ones because it simplifies, it really, really simplifies the the assembly it eliminates that 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 worry oh am i gonna create enough uh, do i create enough ventilation how am i gonna uh, you know maintain it throughout the roof uh there's less materials less costs uh it simplifies the assembly and uh and um yeah less less labor to install the different uh layers the different uh, uh steps to create uh, that vented assembly so yeah it's definitely popular cool so now tell me what are the what are the kinds of things you're looking for in the insulation that you use on this? Uh, uh, what are your considerations there? Uh, uh, what do you need to stay away from? What do you need to be thinking about in terms of a I, I guess a spray foam spec for uh, for what you use on a on an unvented roof? Well, in Canada, uh, the first thing is that our cold winter requires um, you know a, a vapor barrier, uh, our cold climate. So what we're looking for is um, you know, of course, first, I'm going to mention that uh, unvented assemblies can be uh, achieved using not only spray foam insulation, but also board stock insulation, such as uh, 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 extruded polystyrene. However, the difference is, again, the intrinsic properties of spray foam that expands 30 times its initial volume to really seal all junctions, all joints, all gaps, uh, which is not achievable using board stock insulation. So, um, uh, so, so you have the intrinsic ceiling properties, you have the high R value, we are R6 per inch with spray foam. And then you have the fact that spray foam is 
in one product, you have the thermal insulation, the air, and the vapor sealing. You don't need uh, you know, different materials to achieve these different properties. It's only one product that does the whole thing uh, uh, in one application. So, um, so, so yeah, that's, that's the difference with spray foam. Um, another uh, advantage of spray foam is that it's the product itself that takes care of the thermal, the air, and the vapor sealing. It removes that responsibility off the shoulder of the contractor. It removes, uh, you know, the mistakes and the defects that can happen, you know, uh, during the execution of the works in the field. Um, for example, spray foam uh, seal seals perfectly around all openings that are going through the ceiling. Whether we're talking about recess lights, recess lights, whether we're talking about air ducts, uh, you know, that are often very difficult to seal properly with a poly sheet. And uh, you know, I, I did building inspection before joining Huntsman Building Solutions as a representative, and you know, around all the penetrations. Uh, in the ceiling, the poly sheet, the insulation is almost never continuous because it's difficult to achieve. Uh, and it lets uh, warm and moist air and heat leak through uh, the attic and create uh, problems in this way. Uh, same thing when we talk about the junction between uh, the ceiling or the roof and the wall uh, to, to make sure that the poly of the roof is sealed uh, and joined with the poly of uh, the wall assembly. Often in retrofits, it's not the case. And again, uh, warm and moist air can uh, leak through uh, uh, this junction. So spray foam by expanding and sealing all these, uh, you know, it, it's gonna seal regardless of the shape, regardless of the texture, uh, regardless of whatever is going through the ceiling, it's gonna seal it perfectly. So that's really the difference with spray foam. So we, uh, as I said, we eliminate the condensation um, potential by eliminating uh, the warm and moist air leakage through the roof. And there's no more cold surface for this warm air to condensate on. Uh, the, therefore, there's no uh, uh, need for um, ventilation. And not only that, but uh, we all know what ice dams are. You know, the ice dams, it's a common phenomenon that happens when, uh, you know, we don't have, again, we don't have a, a continuous uh, insulation, air and vapor sealing in the roof assembly or, or, or in the ceiling. And uh, it's gonna leak, the warm air leaks through the attic and the warms uh, the snow, it makes it melt. And then if we're, you know, in the winter and we have our cold temperatures outside, the snow melting is gonna freeze back up, you know, right up again. And it's gonna create those ice dams uh, near the eaves of the roof, which are gonna prevent uh, uh, snow and water from, um, from, from, from just uh, yeah, evacuating off the roof and could create some water infiltration through the shingles and through the roof uh, assembly. So how do we eliminate, or, or what are the, 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 the causes, the, the common causes of uh, ice dams? Well, it could be insufficient uh, ventilation, you know, inadequate or insufficient ventilation, or it could also be uh, insufficient uh, insulation, which doesn't trap the heat and allows it to, uh, uh, to, to penetrate through the ceiling. And it could be a discontinuous insulation and a discontinuous air and vapor control layer. So um, 
So how do we solve it? It's again, by creating this perfect ceiling, having a continuous insulation, air and vapor control layer to, to make sure that nothing penetrates through the attic and, and, and none of these uh, things uh, warm up the snow and create those ice dams. So this is uh, some of the ways uh, spray foam can, can really make a difference uh, using invented attics. I've got questions occurring to me here as you go along. Um, are all spray foams uh, uh, created equal for this, uh, My Michael? Uh, or is this, um, uh, uh, like are the things you have to, like are there certain kinds of spray foams that that, that, that are gonna be better for this application uh, than others? What are, you, what are you looking for in terms of your, your actual spray foam spec? Yeah, uh, there is, um, th there are closed cell spray foams, there are open cell spray foams. Um, uh, there are medium density and low density spray foams. What we're looking for is medium density uh, closed cell spray foam. So medium density about two, 2.2 2, uh, pounds per, um, uh, per, per, per inches of, um, of, uh, of density and closed cell spray foam. Why closed cell spray foam? Because it acts also not only as an air and as a thermal insulation, uh, air barrier and thermal insulation, but it also acts as a vapor barrier. And we need a vapor barrier on the warm side of the assembly in our cold climates to prevent uh, any problem related to excess moisture accumulation and condensation. Um, therefore, if we used uh, open cell insulation, first of all, it's not a good idea to use it uh, uh, in roofs because open cell is like a sponge for water and for humidity. So if ever the, the roof is leaking or, 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 or anything like that, uh, it's like a sponge is gonna absorb it. Whereas uh, closed cell insulation is not gonna absorb uh, uh, water and is gonna act as a vapor barrier. And in the warmer climates in the US, for example, in the Southern states, they use open cell insulation for uh, unvented roof assemblies. It's quite common. Um, they can spray directly uh, on the uh, underside of the roof sheeting. Uh, however, when you need a vapor barrier, uh, you need to either apply um, a vapor barrier paint on the warm side of uh, uh, the open cell insulation or uh, add a poly sheet. But if you use only closed cell insulation, you don't need anything else. You don't need any extra material, any extra labor. Uh, the product does it uh, itself. Awesome. Uh, you mentioned uh, briefly too, uh, using board stock would that be the code how, how would you how would you get a seal enough seal with board stock uh, you'd have to tape everything wouldn't you exactly you have to tape everything with board stock um and it's doable i mean technically it's doable if you if you look at studies that only uh show uh uh you know in theory uh using simulations that uh, that, that, that assume that everything is sealed perfectly, uh, of course, is going to work because what do you need? You need a, a perfect air sealing, a perfect vapor sealing, and and uh, 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 some some thermal insulation value. So in theory, everything works. But the problem is that in practice, to make sure that this, the, the 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 whole assembly is sealed uh, perfectly throughout uh, around any penetration, around the, the junctions, etc. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is where the problem arises, that uh, in practice, uh, we are often not sealed properly. That's why uh, more and more people are looking for uh, a seamless, continuous insulation that takes the sealing, the, the responsibility of sealing off the shoulders of the contractor is the product itself that's going to take care of it. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the only thing that the contractor needs to do is seal all wood to wood junctions with an acoustic ceiling and then just make sure that uh, uh, you continue the spray foam 
from the rooftop or, or from the roof line or from the ceiling all the way down to the top plate of, uh, uh, of the wall. And, uh, and that's it. Awesome. Um, okay. So, uh, let's say you're a, uh, you're a contractor and you're thinking about, uh, uh maybe, uh, doing one of these for, uh, for the first time or, or don't have a, a, a whole lot of experience with it. Uh, give me your, uh, give me your advice to, uh, to contractors when they're getting into, uh, unvented roof setups. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, I think I mentioned it, um, already, basically it's, uh, you know, seal all the wood to wood junctions, those skylights, uh, doubled, uh, the doubled um, uh, rafters, um, uh, seal them all with a acoustic ceiling wherever you have, uh, you know, uh, two pieces of wood that are uh, uh, installed together that are not sealed with spray foam uh, through through which uh, air and, mo and moisture could leak. Um, uh, you know, just to ensure the continuity of the spray foam, again, from the roof assembly all the way down to the top plate of the wall. Uh, make sure that the moisture content of the wood does not exceed 19% as per code requirements. Um, make sure to always uh, leave a three inch gap between the combustible insulation and any uh, heat source. Uh, and this is not only for spray foam insulation, this is for all combustible insulation, whether we talk about the board stock, the yellow, the, the blue, the, the, the white or the pink one, Whenever we have combustible insulation, we must not uh, spray it uh, directly or install it directly next to heat sources, such as chimneys or even recess, recess lights. So leave a three inches or 75 millimeter uh, uh, gap between, uh, between those. Um, uh, if we see rotten or humid wood or, or mold, we don't spray on top of it. Uh, we, we don't spray on it. We must uh, solve the problem and replace any uh, and all uh, wood or, or materials that are molded or, or rotted or, or rotten before uh, before uh, installing the spray foam. Um, and you know, make sure always to 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 follow the uh, the standards of application. Spray foam has a you know to to be. To be uh, in conformity with uh, the building code, uh, you need to follow strict uh, application standards. You know, which you know tell you how many, uh, you know, the thickness per pass. So always spray two inches per pass. You know, don't go over that to make sure that spray foam uh, keeps its dimensional stability. To make sure that uh, you know there's no um, there's no heat buildup in the spray foam, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you know, fo follow the uh, the, the service temperatures follow uh, the substrate temperatures, you know, there are guidelines we need to follow. And this is why all of our applicators are, uh, they're, they're trained and they're accredited uh, using a, a, by a third party uh, quality assurance company that is independent from the manufacturer. And this is required by code. So only trained and qualified contractors can spray uh, the spray foam. Good to know for sure. So I think you've touched on uh, really, the benefits that the uh, that the homeowner is going to see, uh, uh, and the and and the well, maybe maybe break it down by the the, the contractor, the the builder, uh, and the and the and the homeowner. Like like how how do that how do the benefits break down in, in each of those three categories? Yeah, for sure. So uh, for for the homeowner, uh, you know, other than the reasons that I already mentioned regarding uh, you know the aesthetic 
uh, you know, the new and complex or, 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 or modern roofs that need, uh, you know, this extra aesthetic attention, you know, where we don't want any uh, eaves or we don't want any uh, ventilation openings uh, and stuff like that. There are additional benefits to, uh, um, to, to, to unvented uh, assemblies. It reduces the potential for, you know, burning embers to be blown into the roof space in the event in the event uh, of a fire, uh, a forest fire, uh, you know, in, in the wild and uh, the wildlife areas, um, you know, because we don't have any air intake and air exhaust. If there's a fire, if there's smoke, it's not going to penetrate through the roof. So that's another uh, uh, advantage. Um, there's also less potential for roof uplift, uh, you know, from wind gusts in areas that are prone to high winds. Uh, for example, during hurricane events, again, it's just the fact of not having any uh, uh, air intake openings and air exhaust openings. Uh, if we uh, are in a high wind uh, uh, event, uh, there's less potential for uh, roof uplift. Um, another thing is that by creating this unvented conditioned attic space we can bring the mechanical equipment all the ducts and all the other services the mechanical services within the conditioned space and keep them at room temperature uh, which means that um, you know they become more energy efficient they need to, to they need to work <laughs> less hard to 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 uh, to uh, to provide us with uh, this the, this energy for heating and for cooling therefore energy efficiency is uh, uh, increased and we can contain uh, all the duct leakage within uh, the conditioned uh, uh, space. Therefore, uh, again, it goes back to saying it becomes more energy efficient and there's more, uh, there's less uh, air leakage uh, from the conditioned to the unconditioned spaces. Uh, another thing also is that, uh, as I said, it allows the easier incorporation of the control layers, the thermal, the air, and the vapor control layers in complex roof designs that are very, or, you know, uh, almost impossible to achieve using either board stock or 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 even less with fiberglass and poly, uh, um, which seem today to to be more of uh, the norm than the exception. You know the, those complex roofs with different slopes, different angles. Um, it also, as I said, uh, reduces the potential for ice damming by controlling heat loss through the ceiling plane and reduce water infiltration problems that can create potential mold rot. Uh, and rot problems. Uh, and finally, again, having no air intake or air exhaust vents prevents snow from being uh, blown into the roof space uh, in case of a snowstorm. And another, uh, you know, real and uh, ever increasing uh, demand from uh, homeowners is, uh, you know, there are more and more uh, stringent requirements from uh, the National Energy Building Code of Canada, for example, the, the new 2015 edition that increased, that increased the, the energy efficiency requirements of buildings with the goal uh, of new construction achieving net zero carbon emissions by 2030. Uh, which is quite a steep uh, goal, if you ask me, but is definitely achieve, uh, achievable uh, throughout uh, the use of uh, better and more insulation in our homes to achieve higher energy efficiency. Uh, and since the roof is where most of a home's air leakage and, and energy loss happens, um, it's better to go thicker with spray foam than uh, thinner. It's better to insulate more than to insulate less. 
And um, as I said earlier, home space is not the only demand to capitalize on. Homeowners really want uh, energy efficiency throughout their homes. Um, uh, you know, they, they want they're looking for contractors that are more uh, environmentally focused and more in tune with uh, uh, the environmental laws uh, to really help homeowners uh, reduce their carbon footprint um, to achieve again to 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 uh, allow the, the the reduction or the slowdown of global warming, which is really the the ultimate goal here. Um, there are also ever increasing certification requirements, uh, such as Energy Star, also uh, green building rating systems, such as the Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design, the LEED, uh, which are looking to source contractors and buildings, again, with a more ecological mindset uh, that can really uh, adhere to stricter, to stricter building codes and uh, uh, environmental laws. So um, a key factor in slowing down the global warming is to create, as I said, highly efficient wall and, uh, and, and roof assemblies. Yeah, that, that, was, that was where um, where I thought a lot of it had to be because I mean, just intuitively, if you've got less air exchange in that cavity, it's gotta be more uh, insulating. Uh, the, the, the attic must be uh, performing uh, better uh, as, as, as an insulator and losing, losing less heat and losing less uh, and, and requiring less energy to heat the house, which, yeah, I mean, that, that's something no one has any choice but to be concerned with right now uh, because uh, the, the, the building codes are, are literally going to mandate uh, uh, houses hitting certain performance path targets of, uh, of, of, of energy efficiency. So, so this could be a pathway to, to really bringing your, your home designs into you know, compliance with what the energy regulations are going to be, right? Exactly, exactly. And uh, recently, uh, the, the SPFA, the Spray Polyurethane Foam uh, Alliance, which is the, the, the trade association for spray foam, they conducted a study in the, U in the United States in different climate zones, including a cold climate zone in, in Minnesota, that compared uh, um, houses insulated with only fiberglass versus houses insulated with spray foam to really demonstrate the increased energy efficiency that is brought uh, with, uh, you know, a better uh, uh, air and vapor sealing and, and higher thermal insulation to really put numbers on the energy that we can save each year and the resulting carbon emissions that we can save each year uh, uh, with spray foam insulation. And it, what it concluded is that um, spray foam can remove uh, the equivalent of about 104,000 kilograms of uh, carbon from the atmosphere that would be released using a less efficient insulation, such as fiberglass, uh, um, uh, yeah, throughout its lifespan. So there's definitely a very measurable and significant um, uh, uh, energy and carbon emission uh, reduction using a more, uh, you know, a better performing insulator, basically. From a from a science uh, perspective, uh, Michael, how much of that do you think is due to the, the the ceiling, and how much of that is just due to the insulating qualities of the material itself? Uh, the thermal insulation versus the ceiling, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I would like say, I mean, the overall energy performance of the attic. Yeah, it, it, it's a mix of both uh, because you want to have uh, the insulation itself is going to keep uh, um, is going to keep the assembly warmer, and if you keep the assembly warmer. Uh, you prevent condensation and you prevent, uh, 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 you know, the difference in temperature. And if you have less of a difference in temperature, and if you can reduce that difference to the maximum, 
you're going to have less air leakage because air and heat leak because of a difference in temperature and a difference in pressure. So not only does it make the, the home more comfortable to have a higher insulation value, but just the fact of keeping the assembly warmer and closer to uh, the, the, the interior uh, ambient temperature, you prevent leakage of air and, uh, and, uh, and heat and make it more energy efficiency. And then of course, it's self-explanatory. The, the, if, if we air and vapor seal, well, there's not gonna be air and vapor leakage, so, uh, so yeah. Yeah, those yeah those pressure differentials are are, are a big one. I think that's a that's an interesting aspect of all of this. Exactly. Um, talking a lot about houses. What about uh, what about commercial applications, uh, Michael? It's a little it's a little uh, off what most of our uh, listeners here do, but uh, why, why don't we touch on uh, on on uh, is this a, is this a useful concept for for commercial buildings? It is. The, the principle is pretty much the same. Whether, uh, you know, we can use invented attics, uh, whether we're talking about sloped roofs or uh, uh, flat roofs, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, residential roofs or commercial roofs. If we take, for example, the, the commercial flat roofs, we have details uh, in, our, in our detail binder that we can send uh, contractors, that we send homeowners, that we send uh, uh, build, building uh, owners that show uh, how to create an invented roof for a commercial flat roof. It's basically the same thing. We apply the spray foam directly on the underside of the roof, uh, of the roof sheeting. We spray it from the interior. And as long as we make sure to just continue the spray foam from the roof sheeting all the way down to the top plate of the wall, um, we provide this perfect airtight ceiling and the principle is the same thing. We can create this invented assembly. There's no more air, a moisture exchange from the inside to the outside. Uh, and uh, therefore there's no more condensation potential and ventilation is not required. Awesome. Well, Michael, you've given us a lot to think about. Uh, and uh, I think that's, uh, that's just some great information. Thanks uh, so much for, uh, joining us on uh, on the hammer today and uh, giving us the lowdown on uh, on vented roof assemblies. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to The Hammer. You can find episodes online at canadiancontractor.com or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. The Hammer is presented by Canadian Contractor Magazine. Mm-hmm.